This is the Scale with Psychology podcast, where you're going to optimize your psychology to exponentially scale your business and become the ultimate version of yourself. I'm your host, Ani Manian, widely known as the Mind Whisperer and trusted advisor and psychedelic therapist to the world's top entrepreneurs and leaders. And I believe that entrepreneurship is a mental game. And the main constraint in any business is not the strategies and tactics, but the psychology of the founder. And with each episode, I'm going to help you take your life in business to levels you never thought possible. If you're ready to play the game of life and business in God mode, then this is the podcast for you. There is a fundamental misunderstanding that keeps us trapped in a cycle of seeking. And I was guilty of this for a lot of my life. And I saw this really innocent misperception affect pretty much everyone around me. And this was single-handedly responsible for a huge amount of the suffering that I experienced at a mental, emotional, and spiritual level. This paradigm is so deeply embedded in our source code that most of the time we have absolutely no idea that it's running our life and sometimes ruining our life. And I certainly didn't. And the thing is, even when we know better, even once we become aware of this, It can feel like a real struggle to do better, but at least we have a chance. So what is this insidious bug in our programming? It's the you'll be happy when illusion. It's a kind of conditional living. The idea that happiness, confidence, peace of mind, security, well-being, everything that you want are somewhere to get to. That is, it's not here right now. It's somewhere out there out there in space, away from us, distant from us, out there in time, in the future. Not here, not right now. And when we get there, the illusion perpetuates this idea that magically everything will be okay and we'll have exactly everything we need to be completely at ease. The irony is that All those states that we seek, the happiness, the confidence, the peace of mind, the deep sense of well-being, those states actually reside in the last place we look. (laughs) And I'll, I'll tell you exactly where that is. But we get hooked on this myth because we've been conditioned to believe that there's always somewhere to get to and that there is better than here. And so this the present simply becomes a waiting room for the future. You know that feeling when you're in a doctor's office and you're waiting to be seen, and even though you arrived exactly at 2 p.m. when they asked you to, there's already you know 10 people there, and it's clear that they had no intention of seeing you at 2 p.m., <laughs> and you're going to have to wait. And I'm sure you remember the feeling of sitting in a waiting room of any sort. You thumb through the magazines, you look at your phone, you scroll social media, you look bored, you look around, you make up stories about the other people in the room. That time is just dead time. You might as well not really be there. And you're there just as a means to an end because the end is you being seen by the doctor or the lawyer or whomever you're waiting to see. And this is what we do pretty much 
all the time. We treat the present moment as a waiting room for the future. Because the future is the main course and everything before is just busy, busy work and busy time. We're just passing the time. And this idea of there being better than here comes in a variety of really delicious beliefs. And they look like, you know, I'll be happy, secure, safe, fulfilled, peaceful, better, successful, okay, when I get the money, the car, the house, you know, the, the stuff, the there of stuff. When I'm doing the right work, when I find my purpose, when I, you know, I'm doing, you know, the things that I like doing, when I am out there having a great time on the beach on vacation, right? It's the there of doing. When I have the right partner, or when my partner finally learns their lessons and you know treats me the way I need them to treat me. <laughs> and when they change and fix all their flaws, or my parents, or my kids, or my friends, the there of people and relationships. Waiting for you know other people to change so I can feel better, so I can feel okay, so I can rest. Get the promotion, start the business, you know, win the awards. That's the there of accomplishment. Because only when I, you know, accomplish those things can I feel successful. And only when I feel successful can I be happy. Otherwise, there's something missing, right? Only when, you know, I can take a year off, travel the world, eat at that hot new restaurant, do what, you know, the cool kids are doing. That's the there of lifestyle. When I achieve the time freedom, when I have X number of hours free every day, when I only work three days a week, when I am free financially, so I don't have to worry about work, when I have location freedom, that's the there of freedom, really. And I've been guilty of pretty much all of these. And I use the word guilty lightly because, you know, part of the problem is that when we become aware of a pattern that we've been allowing to rob us of our power, of our peace, of our joy, then we tend to shame ourselves. We tend to beat ourselves up because we should have known better. But the thing is, if we knew better, we would have done better. I used to think, you know, when... I can make my own hours when I can have, you know, a thriving business and feel really free to do whatever I want, go wherever I want. I'm, you know, I'm going to just be outside all the time. And, you know, I had all these fantasies. I'd play football. That's soccer for you Americans. I'd work out. I'd, you know, four or five hours a day. I had all these visions, all these fantasies. I've been to over 60 countries in the world. And, you know, I used to think when I was younger that every time I traveled, I'd feel free. And, you know, eventually reality would catch up and wherever I went, there I was. And so all of these things became, in a way, my prison. 
lose the weight, get into a certain kind of shape, stop drinking, stop smoking, start going to the gym. That's the dare of self-improvement. When I improve myself to a certain level, then I can rest, I can be happy, I can feel good about myself. Change my thinking, my limiting beliefs, do my affirmations, do my, you know, all my practices. That's the there of mindset and spirituality. You know, when I meditate properly, when I can meditate for an hour straight, then I'm good enough spiritually. I'm enlightened enough. And there's also the really insidious there of surrender, which is when I you know, fully accept myself, love myself, just let everything go and I can just be one with everything, then everything will magically be better. Now, you may have experimented with none of these, some of these, or if you're like me, all of these. <laughs> you may have made huge changes in your life and improved everything in so many ways. And, you know, maybe even then something still felt missing. Or maybe not. You know, at times, maybe you felt like you're almost there, like you're so close. And, you know, what you seek is just around the corner. And yet, no matter how close you get, doesn't it always seem like there's just a little bit more you need to do? You climb that mountain and just when you thought you can just sit at the summit and celebrate and allow yourself to just soak in the feeling you see another mountain and that makes this one seem rather insufficient. <laughs> so you start again on that journey because it's always a little bit further down. It's always a little bit far away. So I'm not saying that there aren't things worth doing, accomplishing, achieving, creating. You know, I'm not saying don't move your body, don't treat yourself well. You know, don't help and support the people around you to grow and evolve. Absolutely. You know, build that business, grow that business, make that money, you know, get that car you've been dreaming of or whatever your dreams are. But the idea is that it's not about the thing, right? It's not about the thing we seek outside us. It's where we're seeking from. It's the come from. So the idea that an external goal or object is going to provide us this persistent happiness, well-being, peace, security, it's a complete illusion. Albeit, to pull from Einstein, a persistent one. It's a persistent illusion. It's very persistent because it pervades our life in all areas, relationships, lifestyle, work, food, body, you know, everything. And I've done this with numerous things, with business, with, you know, success, health, relationships, many, many, many aspects of it. And I'm still vulnerable to it. You know, when I lose consciousness, and I don't mean someone hits me on the back of the head, with a sharp, blunt object, and I literally lose consciousness. What I mean to say is that when I cease to be conscious of myself, of my thoughts, 
of my behaviors, of the underlying beliefs and ideas and paradigms and programming that's guiding me through life. Then I lapse into autopilot. And when we lapse into autopilot, we lapse into the conditioning, the conditioning that we were given growing up when we were super vulnerable. We were impressionable. So we absorbed all the beliefs of our parents and our friends and society and, you know, the media. I mean, there's the, this is the foundation for much of the world's advertising and marketing. And we don't even think about it, right? We're sold beauty products and all these things saying that if you just buy this, you will be happy. Right? We're sold shoes and soft drinks and and we're shown images of people who look really happy, really peaceful, really joyous. And we seek that. We want that. We think it's out there when I buy that bottle of Coke and I'm drinking it gloriously on a beach with my hair flying in the wind, then I'll finally be happy. But that's the illusion. It's not the thing. So if this resonated, what's an example of something you've longed for, you wanted, something you're seeking, something that you're sure that when you get it, you'll be happy and peaceful and fulfilled? Or something in your past that you've lusted after? Well, when you got the object that you sought, <laughs> you found yourself feeling unfulfilled, unsatisfied. The void appeared again. Or you got the thing, you fixed the person, you acquired the object, you created the success, and your attention just went straight into the next I'll be happy one objective. This is you know, really one of the most insidious ways in which we keep ourselves trapped in this endless cycle of seeking, of striving. And when we're doing that, what's happening is that we're creating a crazy amount of stress in our body. We're creating a crazy amount of anxiety because we're always worried about, you know, the thing in the future that'll solve everything. Now, this is evolutionarily a great adaptation because if we didn't account for food in the future, then we wouldn't, you know, take the necessary action to secure our survival. But in the modern world, this is maladapted. All it's causing is tremendous amounts of mental and emotional suffering. But, you know, that's when the pharmaceutical companies dangle a pill in front of you and say, well, now you're really unhappy, you're depressed, you're anxious, you're stressed. You know, all these things are happening. You're miserable. Here's a pill. Now this pill that's outside you will solve all your problems. <laughs> You'll get the happiness, peace, and security, and safety, and well-being, and you know, all the things that you seek, the bliss in this pill. The thing is, all those things reside in the last place we look. Because all those qualities of being are inherent in the material we're made of. 
It's our true nature. It's what we already are. But because it's so close, we don't see it. Because your eye, for example, can see every object in the room except itself. And so that's how this fundamental nature gets obscured. And it's obscured by this belief that, you know, all these things that we want are found outside us, away from us. It's like the sun that is obscured by clouds that never stop shining. Your true nature is always present. It's happy, it's peaceful, it's whole. So do you resonate with some of these examples of the I'll be happy when trap? And to put this into practice, ask yourself, what's a place that you've seen through this illusion for yourself? Maybe in just the preceding few minutes in this conversation. And ask yourself if you can generate the feelings that that thing <laughs> would give you, that accomplishment would give you, that circumstance would give you, that person would give you now. Can you already give yourself the gift of the happiness, of the peace, of the beautiful wholeness and bliss right now? Not sometime in the future. Not when you get this object or circumstance. Right now. Can you allow yourself to allow the wanting, the striving, the seeking, even just for a few seconds to come to a complete cessation? And take a deep breath. And on the exhale, just allow yourself to float in this emptiness that is your true nature, that is your fundamental ground of being, that is already peaceful, that is already happy, that's already safe, that's already fundamentally okay. And know that you can give yourself this gift anytime. I love you and remember, you are limitless. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found value, please consider leaving a five-star review to allow the show to reach more people or share this episode via your social media channels. If you're an entrepreneur and want support in exponentially scaling your business, email me at ani at animanian.com.